Hey, this is Kay Willems, one half of your hosts of this podcast, The Ultimate Party. I'd just like to say up top that nothing is, should be taken as fact. It's all entertainment purposes only. Nothing's an admission of guilt. The views of the host and the guests may not reflect your own. With that being said, ever since the dawn of humanity, we have come together in celebration, combining the best in art, science, food, technology, f- music, and more for great big parties. It's that It's the ultimate party with the wolves! Hey, Austin. Hey there, Kyle. Hey. I feel like I gotta start out this show super energetically because of our new theme song. Mm-hmm. Yes. We just gotta keep that momentum going as um, much as possible. Exactly. Feels. Yeah. So, shout outs to Andrew WK on that one. Season two is in the building. Season two, episode two. Real episode 23, 4, whatever. Point is. The point is, countdown has begun. I'm sure we're less than 100 weeks to April 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. The the Red Rock show, that's going to happen. It's totally going to happen. The live Woolums experience. The live Woolums experience. But speaking of live experiences in the Woolums, A. Oh Woolums is back, ladies and gentlemen. Back once again. He is back. And I'm back. And he's back. How was it? It was... Amazing. It amazing. was it was calamitous. It was amazing. It was just one amazing. Well, yeah, speaking of amazing, <laughs> there was one a amazing. whole lot of corn. Whole lot a, of corn? From, from here to Pennsylvania, who man, there's a lot of corn. Oh, so yeah. not at, at the festival itself, no, just no. like in general, there's a lot of corn in the United States. <laughs> yes, I, I have seen my fair share of corn, and yeah. I think I, I never need to see another cornfield. So shout out to the United States Agricultural Conglomerates. Amen. Yeah, you did it. You made a lot of corn. You you gave us that fiber. Boom, GMOs in the house. Bam, bam, bam. Corn didn't grow like that naturally. We made it that. Now my Grammy eats it all of the time. But yeah, it was amazing. Okay, it was yeah. a good time. It was a uh, a uh, transitioning experience. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about festivals, friends, just just life in general. You know, you went through somewhat of a metamorphosis. Exactly. If that, if if I'm being heard correct, if you're being heard correctly, yes, yes. Okay, cool. Precisely. Well, who were you were before, and who are you now? Um. Yeah, I, I I was just a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little little festy kid when I left, mm. and now I feel as though I am a seasoned veteran. We uh we lasted two crazy days on the side of a ski mountain, uh, camping on a nice little like I wouldn't say forty-five degree angle, but probably like thirty-six, forty degree angle. Pretty steep. They put you at an angle on the campsite. Yeah, it's poor it's a, planning. It's a ski ski mountain, man. Well, I mean, surely there's a bottom of it. Yeah, but it's very very far away from this uh, from this area. Mm. So there were there. Wait, were, so you're saying this whole thing occurred on this at a water park on the slope of a ski mountain? Precisely. Okay. It would. Seriously, there was no flat spaces for camping? There was tons of flat spaces. There was VIP, like, flat I was spaces. Just about to say that. But not <laughs> VIP, cat tracks, right? It's oh. a ski mountain, so you have these cat tracks that go down, but you also have, like, the blues that go straight down. And you have one giant... Like, they wanted everyone to come in the morning of Thursday, 
when uh when the whole shebang started the whole shebang shebab shebizzle but a lot of people came in the night before which although smart so that you can secure your space not the brightest because you know at 1 a.m it's not the brightest so literally yeah (coughs) excuse me but uh but but, uh, yeah so we're all flooding in they had one shuttle that took you to the top of the mountain and one shuttle that took you to the bottom of the mountain and you could climb up or you could climb down but that honestly climbing up was smarter because that way you're like at the bottom near the actual water park we went to the top made a mad dash pretty much everything in the trees that was relatively flat seemed kind of taken already but uh it's amazing. Once once all these people came in, you were pretty much shoulder to shoulder with everyone that right. you camped around. So if like having known then what I know now, I would have just probably piggybacked off somebody that was already on the flat surface because they're gonna get neighbors that close anyways. I might as well help myself. Yeah, might as well be you. Yeah. So we uh we set it all up. Got got some much needed rest after driving twenty six straight hours. Out Damn. to Pennsylvania. Yeah, mm. there was a lot of uh, rest stop yoga stretches. Mm. It was a good time. But, um, yeah, so slept in a hammock because we were too lazy to uh, set up the tent at the time. Mm-hmm. And we actually just slept in hammocks pretty much the entire week. Nice. Which was, it's a, yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's like just comfortable uh, temperature-wise that you put on a light jacket and you're pretty much set. It was wonderful. Cool. But, but yeah, the... Uh, the the ski hill definitely made it a, a treacherous journey back down to the uh the festival grounds and back to your campsite so not only are my legs totally yoked right now nice. but i do have tons of funny stories of people just kind of like slowly sliding down hills as you're having <laughs> conversations and as you're as you're walking like people that are too messed up are like overcorrecting to the other side oh, so you I'm just sure. all these leaning people it's a good time. Silly. Nice. So yeah, the uh, the actual festival grounds, like I said, is not a water park. So you had a wave pool right next to the main stage, which nice. the, or not the main stage, but the the first side stage. It's called Above the Waves. You know, <laughs> well well done, well done. It was, it was above the waves. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We got yeah. waves and mountains. Oh, it's great. Waves. Everybody's getting wavy, wavy babies. Oh, oh, wavy babies. Oh, But uh, but um, bum bum bum. So we had one of those like toilet ball slides. Nice. Um, you got a zip line. You got luge race slides, and there's a uh, a lazy river right there. So if you didn't want to just chill out in a hammock, you can just chill out in some water, catch some sun. Mm. It's a good time. And he kept going down through some uh down through some shops, down through some businesses, some nice merchants. You had to go through that um, golden triangle of food trucks mm-hmm. where, like, even though you didn't want to spend money on food, when you walk through there, it's the only thing you can think about. We've all been there. Yeah, after living on cliff bars and protein right, bars yeah. for three days. Yeah. All, all them festy snacks. Yeah. Little gas station pastries and whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't have a cooler for meat. Because Ooh. we thought they weren't gonna let us bring propane in, so we just like we went we went cold snacks, you know, mm. uh, cold cut meats and craft uh, singles, cream cheese and bagels and protein bars. That was mm. about it. Yeah, so what you have to do, man. It was tasty. It was nice though. Mm. But um, 
Yeah, and then past that, you got some rocks. It went from Philadelphia to, uh, or not uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Maryland, I think it was. I believe you. Or uh, or Philadelphia. Is that a different state? Or is Philadelphia in Philadelphia Pennsylvania? is a city okay. in yeah. Pennsylvania. Let's cut that out. <laughs> we're, we're not going to. Dang it. Oh, yeah. No. Austin shown his ignorance. The people need to know that we are fools here in the ultimate party. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. But uh crossed over that and then there was a main little pavilion with like seating area so in the morning you can kind of just chill out and listen to some jam bands. So where we saw lettuce and sound tribe and at night bass nectar, tipper, excision, that whole that whole jammy jam, but completely different feels from day to night. Yeah, it's kind of hard to remember that when you're seeing a band that you're strapping in for like a good 45 minutes hour, hour and a half. Yeah, it's like yeah. So we saw this person and this person and this person, and goes by in the blink of an eye. But all of those things are like half an hour commitments. Mm-hmm. Well, and this Camp Bisco this year was so stocked that it was it was hard to catch a full set. Mm-hmm. Like G Jones started, and I think within fifteen minutes of G Jones, we just had to book it out to go see Soundtrap. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Oh, so worth it. <laughs> But yeah, and uh, and any time spent at the campsite, you're just like, who's on right now? Oh, geez, we got to go back in, but my my body can't move. I need I need rest and food right now. Right, that's always such a tough call when you're like, well, I've already seen five bands. I could go see the six, who I'm sure would be enjoyable, but I don't know if I'll make it out still standing. Right. <laughs> I'm proud of Brent. He didn't sleep the first night either, so. After being up for like 60, 70 hours, like halfway through Nectar set, it was like, I can't do it anymore. And I'm done. When were the times when there was like not music? I'm sure there was stuff constantly going on on like side stages and stuff, but did it just go 24 7 or was it? No, it was, uh, there was a morning kind of downtime where the desert dwellers did like a yoga progression. So deep, a thorough kind of psychedelic yoga sessions yeah the psychedelicness that's in the edm scene right now is so relaxing and calming i mm. dig it i'm down with it i don't really get it 100 percent right. because it seems like they're just cherry picking stuff from like all these different um cultures cultures yeah, yeah and, there's like a sitar and, and like tabla and, yeah. drums and and they're just kind of throwing it all together like this is essentially the feel we're going for because these kids can't tell the difference and then we're going to tell them to do moves and for all i know it could be like the most well rehearsed like most well researched most accurate depiction of these things going on in other cultures but what i'm saying is there'd be no way for me to tell right you right know? right right well in fact i still feel like there's um there's a lot of research that these artists put into. Um, I know, like Chris Dyer, he's he's just a like a visual artist, not so much a musician, but he is traveling to different countries constantly to find out about that culture. So he's, you're not just putting an ohm symbol on something and being like, "Oh, I'm spiritual." <laughs> you actually know what you're doing. Ohms. Because you vape. Because I vape. Yep. <laughs> and I'm Greek. <laughs> I'm Greek and I vape. Om um, Namaste. 
Nah, I'm stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after a couple of days of just uh, wandering around, meeting people, getting herded around like cattle, which was interesting. The whole thing was very thin and uh, linear. So like if my ooh, festivals. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the festivals. I've like been. my balls, but like, you know, the way ACDC means it. <laughs> I wonder if there's any interviews on that. I'm just like, what do you, I want to convince you to make a song about your balls. Well, just like you got the biggest all, of them yeah. all. They, they were jealous of all the other rock bands being like, yo, we're selling out all over the world. And they're like, yeah, well, we have the biggest balls of them all. <laughs> We ball hard. In case you weren't aware. Let me show you really fast, actually. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, back to... So, it's super linear, and as you're going through, they made it a point to make sure that you were on the right side. Mm. So, I, I get that if there's traffic coming in, it kind of adds some order to it. But if there's three people walking back up, and everyone and their mother is going to go see Tipper... At a certain point, I don't really think it matters all that much. So we would all be like compact on the right side, and you're just bumping into people as you're taking these like tiny little one inch steps, and yeah, everyone's bumping into each other. So you made a lot of friends that way. That's for sure. Yeah, there, there is something to be said about a very like circular design to your festival. Mm. When Warp Tour comes in town, well, I guess Warp Tour is its own thing because it too is linear. But it's almost like an umbrella where you kind of got to go up and around and then up and around to bounce to the different stages. You can't just go from one to the other straight across. Right. Straight through. That's a... I really like Sonic Bloom's one where the uh, the camping section, like the car camping was on one side, regular camping was up top, and you could have either the side entrance or the top entrance. And there was kind of like the exhibitions over on the west side. Right. But, um, like, you you could get to a stage within 10 minutes. So rather than walking the five minutes through the camping, five minutes through the side stage, five minutes through the main stage, to get to that side, you could just go up to the top and be right there at that stage. Like, take the shortest path possible. Right. But, um... Yeah, it, it definitely allowed us to see a lot of the cool vendors and... Like kind of see nice people nice. while you're while you're traversing. Yeah, nice people. Well, yeah, and as we were coming in, they they like stocked us in a, uh, a parking lot. Well, we stopped by Walmart, saw all the festy going goers kind of stocking up everything at Walmart. And went to the liquor store, saw all the festy goers stocking up at the liquor store. Went to the parking lot, and everyone was just hanging out there for like 15, 30 minutes. And then they ship you to another parking lot, and you wait in line for the shuttle. So they keep switching you up and then sitting you for a little bit, and you just make friends all over. So as you're walking through, it's like you're never going to be too far away from everybody, so you're passing by a lot of your friends and seeing familiar faces and giving high fives and hugs and stuff. Right. Oh, you again. What up? Hi. What was your name again? Ariel. Nice to meet you. I'll see you inside. I like your hat. You're the best. Can I see those pins? Yeah. Yep. All right. Good times. Good I times. I love it so much. Yeah. It yeah. was uh, the Buddy Brent's first festival. 
Oh, snap. He was, he was holding it down like a champ. Everyone there was like, yeah, man, you look like a uh, seasoned veteran, in all honesty. Brent is chill as fuck, though. Mm-hmm. She barked that out. But Brent is chill. So chill. Yeah. Like, I, it'd be weird seeing him stressed out. Yeah. He just kind of, he definitely goes with the flow. Yeah. Anytime I've seen him, he'd just be like, Yo, man, aliens are attacking. He's like, well, that's chill. Like, I say we get to some basements or something. Like, how does it <laughs> you feel like that? Like, yeah, Brent. Okay. <laughs> good cool, times. Yeah. Good, good, good people. Yeah, man. Speaking of good people, we met so many people from New Jersey and Boston and all over the East Coast. Yo, shout out to all the New Jersey people we know. Yeah. Mad love. So much New Jersey people. I yeah. love it. Kenny, Carly, all those people at the Festy. Um, Jake, John, uh, Laura, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. Garrett or Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> Tina. I love those Trina. names that uh you don't really... Serena. Like, they're so close. Like, we had somebody named Teton. Mm-hmm. And the entire weekend, Brent was calling him T-Time. Tea time? Like it's time for tea. Mm. But I uh I never I never got confirmation on if his nickname was Tea Time or if his actual name was Teton. Mm. But you know, mm-hmm. if, if you if you say T, he'll respond. So it's close enough. Mm. No, I I get you one hundred percent, dude. Names are super hard. I met a Javon the other day. And I was like, yo, he actually worked for Meow Wolf and I had to come up to him because I was like, everyone's talking about this. You like and it? here you are with the booth. What up, dog? He's just like, I'm not your dog, man. My name is Javon. I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, they're just sponsoring me, man. I, I don't really know them personally. Mm-hmm. Well, interest continues. Meowth hit us up. What did he do? He did art. He painted. Mm-hmm. Nice. I said, you should be on the podcast, but I didn't get his Instagram or anything. And, you know, just networking... It's hard sometimes. It's tough. That was another yeah. thing I learned is uh, a lot of people there had like quick access armbands. So you could just like open up your phone to Snapchat, post your, your snap code. People could just take pictures of that instantly. So rather than being like, oh, hey, what's your number? Let me put it in my phone. I'll see. You could just like swipe it and be friends and link up because there's a lot of friendships being made. Right. But unless those friendships are based on something, it's just kind of that single serving, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Good. And you? Oh, it's wonderful. All right. See you. Right. Like, if you, it, when the, when there's some sort of ties through social media or something, you can kind of organize where you're going or see what's going on around the festival, get some news. Like apparently, Ghostface Killer didn't show up. Bummer. Yeah. Just didn't, didn't come out. Didn't show up. Mm hmm strange that is strange yeah i didn't know you could do that on a festival oh yeah well i mean people are just people right you got a job you can still no call no show yeah but i mean that i feel like that'll that'll make you lose your job you know well yeah but it's only like one job i mean i'm sure that if the people who put the festival on like whatever the disco biscuits manager's label is that puts the festival together because I'm sure like they have a hand in it but they're not 
just the band itself running everything about the festival, you know? Right. So I'm sure they probably have some issue with Ghostface Killer at this point, but I mean... It is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. I mean, it's not like people are just going to suddenly forget about him. Mm. Like, who is this Ghostface Killer? I may have told this story before, but I remember one time Method Man and Red Man showed up like an hour and a half late to the set. We only stayed for like three songs because of that. (laughs) Show up. Like a half an hour is one thing, but... Hour and a an half? Hour and a half? What Dang, are you man. doing? That's an entire set, my dude. Especially if your set is supposed to start at 11, and then you're getting on at 12.30. It's just like... You could have a whole other band in there. Yeah. Probably would have been down with that. This is at Red Rocks? This was at the Ogden. Oh, okay. Yikes, yeah. even more so. Yeah. There's just so many people stalked into the Ogden not knowing what to do for an hour and a half. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah, well, it was frustrating. But, you know, mm. I hate to profile the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> it's okay. There's been other artists that's done it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always impressed at festivals at people's ability to stay entertained and get comfy no matter where they are. Mm. Like, we, we just cover ourselves in these conversation starters like hat pins or cool trippy shirts and stuff like that, that as soon as you're pop in a squat and there's no music to focus on everybody whips out their poi or their juggling balls or the toro flexes and we start trading cigarettes for glow sticks and just make sure that everybody around you is having a good time and has what they need even though normally people don't know what they need but they're happy regardless oh yeah it's definitely kind of interesting to see that spirit of people that just kind of takes over and takes control and they're just like yo this weekend we're all about just like feeling good and just doing what we need to do and my question is could we do that all the time or have has life gotten to the point where we can only do that because of how hard we work the other 90 percent of the time like People are like, why couldn't we just party all the time? You know, like, why couldn't? It's like, well, because when you got to go walk four hours to get fresh water every day. Yeah. Then it really kind of cuts down on your party time. I feel it. Well, and I feel like the, the, the positive vibes and making sure everyone's okay is relatively easy to do in your day-to-day life. Like, I had a... Uh, co-worker named darren that in any situation he'd just come up to you and ask you if you're doing all right make sure you're having a good day see if there was anything he could do for you but it it's definitely a a matter of kind of helping those who help themselves i guess where if you have that one dude that's bummed all the time at a certain point there's only so much you can do so to to, to carry that mentality and make sure everyone around you is doing the best they can do but definitely like that serenity prayer of do what you can accept that you can't do it all and know what the difference is right the hard part is knowing the difference I know Amen. especially for me like there are so many occasions where some messed up stuff will be happening and I'll think to myself is this messed up should I maybe step in and say something but then I just don't because everyone seems 
relatively okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't want to be the first one to stand up and say something. That just seems like now I'm the asshole. But well, then you talk to the people afterwards, and they're like, yeah, you sh- really should have done something there. And you're like, ah, hmm. shucky darns. I, uh, I seem to be on the opposite side of that, where I'll notice some sort of just odd behavior or injustice from one person to another. And I'll think that I step in and say something and address it, and I do, and then everyone seems cool. It's like, oh, no, we were just joshing with each other, man. Don't take things so seriously. And then it just keeps happening to the point where I just, I can't, I can't not feel this tension. Right. That gets me all the time. And you used to have a friend where you two would just give each other shit all the time. Yeah. And I never understood it. Thought my friends and I don't act like that. But then I recorded my friends and I talking. And no, we were just as bad. We were so unsupportive. I don't know if that's an adolescence thing. I don't know if that's just an ego thing. I don't know if that's a dude thing or a human thing. But right. You just get into these modes where anyone from the outside are just think are you okay and you're like oh yeah no totally like we do this all the time this is just our thing don't you get it it's like but is that okay because i've definitely had some people like very recently who are in a situation where i keep asking them like is this all right is the, are you sure you're fine with this because like we have people who can help you know hmm. like and they just keep saying no it's Good, we'll deal with it, and we got this. It's on our own. And at what point do you step in and say, look, I'm I know you, that you can handle this, but why are you doing it alone? Right, why are you choosing to? Right. Why Why are you in this situation? And I guess that kind of goes back to like this those situations where with like the, oh, no, we're fine. You know, this is just what we do. Well, is that positive? Is that helping you out? You know? Right. Is... is putting each other down an attempt to show each other how they can get better is it like a weird form of constructive criticism i feel like it's just it's just funny quips to kind of make light of a a, like a shortcoming or a down situation so like if if you're able to joke about it then it kind of makes like having it easier like if you have like a hilarious hairstyle and someone's like, oh, nice hair. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's better than your shirt. And then you're both like pals forever. And I I am, I am, come from the mindset where I, I just do not get that. Someone comes up and they're like, oh, nice haircut. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I tried. I don't know. I really I really thought someone would like it, but you're right. It does look terrible. You're like, I was joking, man. Sorry to put you down like that. But yeah, it's. No, believe me, it's bizarre, and I wonder what would happen if it was just if it was just genuine all the time. Because you have to assume that when language is first being invented, or maybe you don't have to assume this. When language is first coming about, do you think it was genuine all the time? I mean, there's that movie, uh, The Invention of Lying, which is in some ways problematic because just because yeah, just because you have to be honest doesn't mean you have to be unnecessarily undeservingly cruel. Hmm. Unless you're counting like lies of omission as lies, so you have to tell all of the truth. Right. But then I think that gets to a point where, in matters of opinion, what truth are you actually voicing? Right. 
It's just the fragment that you're kind of extrapolating into reality. Exactly. If you say, oh, no, I don't like such and such, or I love such and such, that's just a right now. It's completely temporal, right? So then if you... That's not a fact, right? So how can it be true? Yeah, there's not a lie there. Right. It's just kind of how you're feeling. Right, and uh, granted, an opinion is its own thing. It's like, well, it's 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 tied to the person. It's like it's tied to them right now. It's like expressing a need right then of just like a validate me, you know? Like, uh, get at me, validate me, please show me that you care. I'm expressing an opinion. It doesn't really matter if someone likes something or not unless you're going to experience that thing Mm -hmm. or not based on their decision and this this ties into the whole like uh uh reading someone's mind debacle but i feel Mm -hmm. like you were going somewhere with that of uh the beginning of language and just being nice oh yes the beginning of language if at the beginning was it all just genuine and at that point is it going to move back to that because I understand that people scientists or whatever say that like people who don't understand sarcasm uh, uh, have mental difficulties or, or mm. somehow like not as advanced or whatever but right and it's the it's a, I feel like it's a subtleties in language where if you uh if you make a comment like that, knowing the difference between a generic, like a genuine diss versus like a kind of like a highbrow silly joke, and that that is immensely necessary in today's discussions, and doing that over text, like yeah, there's ways to telegraph that, but. I feel like the more practice we have just talking to one another, the more we can kind of understand those subtleties in communication. But this is my whole thing with with reading minds is I hate those subtleties. I, I hate beating around the bush and not being able to meet someone and hang out with them for a day, a week, 20 minutes, whatever, and just ask them straight up, what do you think of me? Or like, what do you think of this situation? How can this improve? How, what, what, what are the shortcomings? What do you think of me? And, or like, what do you think of this situation? When right. you're, when you're like, oh, what do you want to eat? And they're like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? It's like, just let me read your mind and see what you like. And then I'll, I'll find something out from that and we can meet halfway. But that everyone seems so bent out of shape that they don't want to know the negative things that people are thinking about them. Right. They, they just like, because, you know, ignorance is bliss. And it might just be that one second, but they, if they're thinking that, that is a genuine reaction to that. And I just, I, I want open, honest, transparent emotions. Because I feel like a lot of people mask their emotions for the benefit of the person. Right. So that way, if they're upset or tired or grumpy, they don't have to show that. And you just be like, yeah, you know, party time. It's whatever. Or it's like, Listen, if I'm in, uh, if I'm annoying you, or if you want me to give you some personal space, or if you legitimately think that I'm amazing and you want to hang out with me, I don't want to be having this debate in my head for three days. Right? Can you tell this is coming from like a personal spot? <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude. I, like, I get it. It all comes from a personal spot. I mean, like, we're talking about personal issues when it comes into partying and stuff. And there's different 
there's different levels of that when it comes to the whole mind reading thing and knowing what the other person wants mm-hmm. and and needs because i definitely noticed i think i might have shared this on the podcast before too but back when we used to party at the apartment all the time i would always be worried about like one specific person at the party and then like i would tie my good time to that person and i'd be like are they having a good time 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 to the, to the point where other people would ask me like are you having a good time it's like i don't even know if i am if this person isn't and it's not even as if i'm interacting with them it right. just seems like somehow i should be affixed to this person or when it comes to the whole like well what do you want to do well i don't know what do you want to do there are gen- genuinely some times where I have very little preference or stake in the matter. Oh, yeah. Like, in fact, I would say most times in my life, I have very little stake in the matter because I'm not invested in life and not in the way that it's like, oh, because there's a better life waiting for me. It's just like, no, because it's all crap and whatever. I'm a pessimist, but that's fine. Or, you know, it's all <laughs> equally amazing. Or, right, that, exactly. That really but some, then you, exactly. And then you just get kind of like fuzzed out on the amazingness. and. Hmm. That's fine. You know? <laughs> that's life. It's, it's life. You know, it's good. So there are times when you're genuinely not really that invested and then someone has to step up and kind of be a leader and, and knowing when to hear that from another person, I guess could be really beneficial. Right. I've, I've had times where it I'm kind of worried about just, you know, spinning the globe and putting my finger down because I, I'm kind of subconsciously worried that someone has a secret desire, you know? It's like, where should we go? I don't know. Well, let's go to Taco Bell. We're just going to Taco Bell. No more discussion. We're going to Taco Bell. We are so, going to... We, why are we not sponsored by Taco Bell? I don't know. We eat like we we're sponsored. We eat so much Taco Bell. I ate Taco Bell for the first eight days of 2008. Yeah? Yeah. It's my eight and eight Taco Bell challenge. I still go there all the time. I want to be sponsored by Taco Bell, <laughs> Skippy Peanut Butter, and Circle K. <laughs> yep, yep. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Real-world sponsorship. Very ads. Like yeah. all the other podcasts are like, oh, Dollar Shave Club. No, we don't shave. We're a bunch of wooks. <laughs> we just want to talk about... <laughs> Squarespace, do your website. I just want to be sponsored by hammocks or something. Yeah, exactly. No hammocks. They're the best hammocks, whatever it was. Whatever. I mean, freaking at one time I did an audition for a commercial and they were like, wow, you got real power. Pay us $800 to say you did this acting class. And mom was like, no, dude, we're not getting scammed. But I've taken that to heart. Yeah. Here's the thing, Austin. <laughs> Like, on a completely random note, Mm -hmm. or we can save this random note for later. Oh, yeah, do it right now. For right now, I just want to, like, keep going on this conversation we have going now about the talking to people and reading minds and good social grace and whatnot. The ability to be a leader and who should stand up and be a leader and who is someone to rally behind all these things 
I'm trying to learn, and I don't think I'm very good at right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 hard to be the alpha and exude confidence. I don't even like the concept of an alpha. Like, it doesn't have to be an an alpha. You know, you. Right. you know, I've definitely been in cohesive groups where people are like, "I think we should do this." Nah, dog. I think we should do this. Or like, you're hanging out with your boys, right? Mm-hmm. You got like three boys, and there's not an alpha. Right. It's just, just the all three of you. Right. You know, on and the same wavelength. R- exactly. And, but what I'm saying is, in those situations where it's like, "Where should we eat?" and someone's like. Taco Bell, right? And then mm-hmm. other person's like, well, I think Wendy's. And then you got like four people who are like, I don't care. The ability to stand up and be like, guys, as a person who knows who's driving and like just to someone to stand up and be like, this is what we're doing. Here's how we're doing it. This, this is, is why we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. And let's go. Let's right. do it. Let's stop talking. Let's about stop it. talking about it. Because I've been in situations where you got like seven people and they're all just like, what do we got? And they all want to step up and like be the leader. And at some point, you just kind of like come up from the back and you're like, listen, I have nothing invested in this, as I said earlier. But what I'm saying is, it seems like four of you want to go to Taco Bell, three of you want to go to Wendy's. So I'm saying Taco Bell. Furthermore, I'm the only one sober enough to drive. So we're like, it. this is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and there's. Right, but a way to do that without being a dick about it. Right, or overly just kind of bossy. Right. And I I, I feel like in small changes or like small sort of things like finding a place to eat, it's, it's relatively easy to just stand up and be like, we're making a decision. We're flipping the coin, whatever it is, we're just going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Whereas there were so many times over the weekend where – we were trying to decide whether to go in, whether to stay in hammocks, whether to go get food, whether to stay in and get food, who wants to go to the water park, who wants to go see these bands. And it's it, it's just a, a clusterfuck of people wanting to do stuff, but not being able to deviate from the group. Like if we all deviated from the group to do what we wanted, we would congregate with like-minded people. Right. But we are with the group, and we figured, you know, we're already friends because we're like-minded people. Let's stay with these people. Right. And I, that that's another lesson I learned over the weekend is definitely as tough it is, as it is to kind of know truly what you want to do. It's so much easier just to, like, go with your intuition and and do what you truly want to do so that way you're comfortable and truly enjoying the time at the at the festival. There were times where my friends were tired, but they came out to the show with me. There were times where they didn't want to swim, but we went swimming. There was times where I wanted food, but like we had to go do the thing, so you didn't have time for that. And you're just sitting there and that's all you can think about. Whereas if you just get that off, then when like another thing happens, you're like, "Well, I didn't have any real want to do anything so i'll come with you right yeah just chase a good time don't don't feel forced into anything because you know we're all we're all adults we can take care of each other yeah and there's nice people everywhere literally everywhere but that that shared history is seems to be important in human relationships in a way that it's not with anything else like Mm -hmm. 
You order a new phone, it's a new phone, right? You get a new person. It's, Getting up to speed with that person takes longer than a phone, I guess. I want to right, to and I mean sometimes that's half the fun. Yeah. But yeah, music and and drugs and heat and exhaustion. It 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 sometimes makes it pretty tough to uh, get like solid conversations going. Like, there were definitely times where I felt like it was all conversation was just like quippy one liners. And then I would come in with like a legitimate question or like trying to figure out more about somebody's life and I just seemed boring. And so like even the even the most well meaning things cause sometimes not not right in the moment for conversation. Yeah. I always get super concerned about safety and concerns about safety. Yeah? Yeah. Not so much in a paranoid way, but in a paranoid of paranoia way. How so? Like when I'm meeting new people, I'm just like, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe talking to me? I promise you I'm safe. I hope you're safe because I'm kind of worried that you're not safe and you're over there thinking I'm not safe. But now I'm thinking that you think that maybe you're not safe either. Maybe none of us are safe and we're just both just waiting to stab each other in the back. And see, and that's what makes people feel unsafe. Right. Yep. So it's it's the classic spooking the horses. We're just like, you go up to a horse and you're like, ah, oh, horse. And they're like, ah, oh, demon, where? Yeah, trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a time where I, I feel like, I don't know if this kid was trying to mess with me or if he was trying to like, you know, incorporate and make friends by human contact, but he was definitely tripping his balls off. That That is for sure. Boom. <laughs> So he comes up behind me and he starts tapping my back to the music and I was blowing up those light up balloons and I was just like classic. Yeah, always. But I turned around and I was like, Hey man, how's it going? And he just like kinda did that wide eye stare at me and like kept poking my back. And so I blew up a balloon for him and I was like he starts tripping out on the balloon, getting his face like an inch away from it. So I'm like, That's yours, man. Have that balloon. And he grabs it, still like six inches away from me, just staring at me. And I was like, nothing but love, man. You're a cool person. I hope you have a good night. And he just keeps staring at me. And it was just like a, all I want is for you to be happy and for me to be happy and to not have this weird tension that's going on. And then I just kind of did like a musical chairs, shuck around with my friends and ran away. But it's, it's like, I love the drug scene when you know people are doing it right and it's expanding minds but i i saw so much this weekend where it's just because it's there you know and people figure that you know we got a party we got to burn it down burn it down and then they're sitting there kind of trying to maintain right and i hate that feeling and i hate seeing people in that situation the just trying to maintain yeah i agree with you and drugs definitely put you into that place when you don't necessarily need to be there, mm. especially if you just didn't take them. That being said, that's also a bummer when that just happens to people in life. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like life has gone from, I have things that I'm actively seeking to, ah, 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 uh, what if I, I, what if is I don't get something, that, that's all over, man. Yeah, we're just like, I, I don't know what to do about it, but I feel weird, man. Life's weird. Like everyone here, weird, man. Everyone around here is weird. Just like, I, and you know, there's something to be said about the whole it's only weird if you make it weird, but 
sometimes you just catch things and i i feel like there's with i mean there was a a hefty amount of pickpocketing going on which kind of yeah that's just that shitty people doing shitty things honestly um this is another round of a segment we haven't done in quite some time. Shots fire! Shots fire. Shots fired. But yeah, so um, I think she got busted. I need to look up the news story. But the yeah, girl who was pickpocketing. Yeah, I hope that girl that was pickpocketing can be pickpockets too. Mm-hmm. No one's safe. 2018. <laughs> Gender roles. But uh, but yeah. So I hope she gets everything that's coming to her because that that is so messed up and to ruin so many people's good time just so you could have like an eighty dollar phone, two hundred dollar phone. I don't care. Whatever you're doing, just stop. But um, but yeah. So with like these mean spirited jokes, with mean spirited actions, everyone like ninety five percent of the people want nothing but love and happiness to everybody, but everyone's kind of paranoid that this stuff is happening to them. So rather than just losing all your inhibitions and knowing that everyone around you is super cool and they'll love you no matter what, we're always worried that they might look at us like we're the pickpockets or they might be that person that is the pickpocket and they're trying to do something to us. You're right, the safety thing, right? This is what I'm saying. When you're talking to someone, and it's the classic, like, why do people shake hands in the first place? To, like, see if the other person has knives. Right. Right. And that's that's what it is at Festies, where you're thinking to yourself, okay, how can... And I guess this happens, again, in life all mm-hmm. the time with, the, like, how can I trust you? And that's kind of what I love about Festies and parties in general. This is a microcosm of life. So right. now we have this thing to talk about that is in life in general, but it's just pronounced at these Festies, which is which is how do you feel safe like we're living in a world where like let's face it even at concerts you're not like entirely safe because Mm. uh, like ever since vegas you know like there's always the whole like well i sure hope security's doing a good job but let's face it anywhere people are having fun or trying to learn can be a you know can be a or trying to be just a little less of terrible people uh, you know right. like or, in their church or whatever is a, is a spot for a shooting but then not only that the person you're talking to could be a pickpocket like i've had my phone stolen by pickpockets it sucks mm-hmm. and and then on top of that is the drugs it's like that line in one of my flows with the like whole like why when something's missing i get put in a position where i think my friends are ripping me off instead of getting up off the couch right because right. like there are definitely times where i lose stuff and then I'm just like, oh, the freaking neighbors again. They took yes. all my stuff. Or like, Dealing. But no, it's just. And then, like, meanwhile, a whole group of Porter, or Portuguese people can get you so drunk that you wind up in the medical tent and don't remember anything from the night before. So, well, and, yeah. and that, that one experience, I feel, kind of just ripples out. And, yeah, if there was there was some collective way to kind of share that empathy to be like oh man you got pickpocketed my buddy got pickpocketed and that just freaking sucks like screw those people so that way you can be like he knows he gets it like i I feel like a pickpocket wouldn't share this kind of emotion with me right but like halloween with like the the razor blades and the candy apparently that didn't that didn't actually happen that was always one dude doing it to his own kid 
Wow. Yeah. That is messed up. Yeah, right? Why? 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 But yeah, and then like um, people putting acid in spray bottles and stuff. Like we we used to- Like, wait, like the drug or like yeah, hydrochloric acid? Because like if you're going drug. around melting people's faces- well, there was literally what is it? acid attacks in like France and stuff like that. But no, this is not what I'm talking about. People, but yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like the drugs where you, you know, people just want to get sprayed down to cool off, or right. like we were trying to get people to smell our flower at Sonic Bloom because we put essential oil on it, and everyone was too paranoid to smell right. our flower because they think something bad might happen. It's like your paranoia is getting in the way of your good time. Right. If you ask someone if they want a balloon, they think that you're offering them nitrous right and, and maybe they want nitrous i don't know right exactly but yeah the 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 whole safety and not and paranoia like i myself am looking at the times that i was freaked out and like the whole spray bottle your your paranoia is getting in the way of your own happiness but without a little bit of paranoia without checking your pockets relatively frequently how are you gonna know exactly right yeah get the the test kit right yeah and there are definitely certain precautions that you can and probably should take like one have pockets have front pockets have like a front pouch if you're gonna have like a purse or whatever make sure that shit is tight to your body and not Mm -hmm. just swinging around all the place because you know if it's swinging around all the place, you're going to get sick of it. You're going to put it down. You're going to leave it somewhere, and you're going to be like, where's my purse? And that's like a really big deal because that's where all your stuff is. Mm-hmm. Or get your camel back on the front of your backpack so when you snag it on stuff, you know it's not people stealing your stuff. Exactly. And so there are all these steps you can take, and at the end of the day, we want to say to each other, well, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to worry about that? And the question is, okay, so what is what is this manufactured event that you're trying to put together is, is it like everyone just rolls up puts all their stuff in lockers and you get the festy issued tent with the festy issued pajamas and the festy issued swim trunks they give you a digital camera and a wristband that's tied to your account and then you don't have to worry about anyone jacking your wallet because all your food is on this like wristband account you don't have to worry about someone jacking your phone because you have this like random digital camera thing mm-hmm. or maybe they even like tack it to your sim card or something so it, it it's weird because on one hand you want to say well surely there's a way to prevent this it's your choices are either prevent it or accept it or the third thing. Flip the script. Which we'll get to after the break. I need some water. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to call the party hotline and think of my thoughts? I'm just fine, and you want to have the Wolves talk about them on the show? Well, then you gotta go. Oh, two, four, two, four, two, four, two, three, eight, one, seven, and that's the news. I said four, two, four, two, four, two, three, eight, one, seven, and that's the news. I'm talking. Wolves got the best freshest shit. I'm talking. Everybody knows that the blog is where it's at, and everybody knows that it's so fit. So just come back to the Wolves yeah fresh it was it was i would say there's never been a freestyle fresher 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, good ads. Not even on Sway in the Morning. <laughs> We're back. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, and we are so back. We are so back. We're so back. Okay, that was so a late commercial break. We we've been talking a lot about the the nervousness, the paranoia, and the stuff like that. The and paranoia. Stop! Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> it's like talking to someone on speakerphone. You can hear your things as you're your here and there. Oh boy! Oh my god! Oh but, my god! So, a lot of that might be the drugs, but there was a a sort of defining moment of the weekend <laughs> that that brought everyone together. And I was it was day three. There was talk about weather, right? And everyone was like, rain's coming in, but it's okay because we got tents and we got shades and it will be okay. Yeah. And day three, everyone's run out of things to talk about. So they start talking about the weather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like dubstep? Shut up, man. <laughs> We've been talking about dubstep all weekend. Looks like it's going to rain. Yep. Yep. Did I tell you about how my cat? Yes, you did. <laughs> you, you did, did indeed. You told me everything there is to know about your cat. But but and no, just as like a as a heads up of just like, hey, rain's coming. You don't want to be out there in your pasties and freaking banana hammock, not knowing that rain is coming. You know. And I was like, yeah, fine, I, I'll change out of my pasties and banana hammock. Yeah, I hate getting caught out in the rain in my banana hammock. It's, it's so always, frustrating. Uh, I know my skin tends to glisten at that particular moment as it like beads up in my hair and whatnot. But it's, not it's uncomfortable. It yeah, is uncomfortable. To say the least. So we uh we went back and we packed everything up and came back as soon as it, it was downpouring and they told everyone to go to the tent. And we had the idea to go check on our stuff rather than go to the main tent, which I, you know, we could say which one was the right decision because the main tent sounded like a crazy party. You get a bunch I'm of sure, people yeah. that like have to be shoulder to shoulder with no music going on. Like I'm sure they found some way to entertain themselves. Probably. But uh, we come back to the campsite and left and right shade tents are collapsing because all the water is pooling in the mm. tarp and then just bringing them down. So, and nobody has jackets or the jackets we do have aren't waterproof because, you know, you just, you don't think of a torrential downpour as you're getting ready, geared up for a festi. You're just thinking about, you know, trippy clothes, trippy shirts, this and that and the other thing. Right. So, I think we had, uh, I think like six people from our campsite all huddled under this one little shade and kinky. some of our friends were trying to take their stuff back to their car so some of them were huddled up in their car but as soon as you packed up you have this wagon full of stuff and you're mid uh mid transit and it just starts pouring on everybody oh no so everyone's coming together no matter whether you got weird vibes from them while you're tripping no matter if they like they took too many hits and they were grabbing your girl like we're, we're we're all together right now trying to survive and trying to be a good people mm-hmm. and stay dry it's the battle yeah that is yeah that was the third thing that i was referencing from the from before the break oh, the it's like there's three things you can do you can accept it you can change it you can try and make it your own isolated system away from it or you can just find a bigger thing to fuss about and come together over 
Right. It's like if aliens ever came down, we would all come together as a people. Right. It's like no matter what tiny little thing, it's like once we are all trying to survive, it all the all the bullshit kind of just washes out. Right. I, yeah. Which is not to say that people aren't getting pickpocketed in the rain. Right, or super frustrated and stuff like that. But, I mean, but, we're all super frustrated. Right. And that, that just went on and off pretty much all night. So as soon as it would stop, we would go out exploring, trying to pick up the pieces of all the broken shades that, you know, the people at the main stage didn't realize. And just set them up, try and make sure everything was dry and make sure everyone was okay if they needed food or light or assistance or anything like that. And then you'd start to get the drips and run back to shelter. So it, was, <laughs> it, it definitely went from like a, a happy-go-lucky testament to hedonism to hardcore survival naked and afraid kind of status. Right. It and, reminds you why you love having a house. Oh, amen. Yeah. Yep. It's like the classic people who was like, why are all these white kids living like refugees? So for once in their life, they get it. Right. But it required the music to bring them out. <laughs> so we're so like, it. can you imagine if we had to live like this all the time? That would suck. But oh, I do wait, really love do that. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I hope they're okay. I do too. And eh, that'd be interesting to do, like, music outreach just to get a bunch of people out there and kind of have that that vibe because it definitely was a lot of, like, well, we just bought, like, 13, 20 racks, so if you guys want some beer, let us know. And just, like, have that flood, like, the the jungles of Uganda or something like that. Just be like, hey, man, you guys need any snacks or trail mix, man? We got you. You guys are cool aborigines, man. I'm talking, like, in rural America, dude. This is my dream. You just get, like, the rich, fasty kids to roll around with you, you know, shitload of contractors, and then you just go to rural towns and fix stuff, but then at the end of the week, you're like, and we're gonna break it down. Oh, not the stuff that you just built not the stuff that you just okay, built just, just yeah, yeah just okay. jam it as a metaphor yeah you just roll i mean i guess you wouldn't even need a stage van at that point you just say listen we're in your town for a week where's your grange hall we're gonna yeah dude you, you don't know about the grange halls what is a grange hall? a grange hall is a community center where they used to do like square dancing and line dances and they have like spring floors mm. in the mm. yeah that sounds really fun. Oh, no, they're great, dude. You have hoedowns. Speaking of festies, we went to this thing called the Black Fly Ball. Speaking of balls, bringing it full circle to the ACDC. Nice. Um, uh, good friend of the show, Carly Blankfine, and I went to the Black Fly Ball, and they had the Grange Hall entirely full of art, and then they had the river entirely full of music. I don't know why they didn't have any music in the Grange Hall, because you think that that's what it's designed for. Mm. But that was amazing, man. You had like four or five stages. There was a band there called Tuba Skinny. Tuba Skinny? Tuba Skinny, like trombone shorty. Shorty, yeah. Tuba Skinny, yeah. <laughs> and they were a New Instrument Orleans. Instrument adjective. Right, as it were. Yeah. exactly. And it was, they were like a New Orleans swing band, so I guess that's just kind of like naming conventions the same way... Uh, like, because the trombone's long, and they're calling it shorty, so the tuba's big, skinny. I'm sure they have, like, a French horn straight or something. But, um... 
Maybe it's just a jazz band naming convention. But they got shut down while playing Putting on the Ritz. But because they're just like on a little stage in the side of a river and they all have jazz bands. I mean, the speakers aren't doing too much. Right, so they just kept playing. So they just kept playing and everyone just kept dancing. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The power of music, man. Once all that... I I think once all that artificial bullshit fades away, you can get to a point where your body just feels like it knows what it's doing and it's just reacting. And you're... Mm. All that trying to read minds and and wondering if everyone's okay and yada 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 and all that like stirring am i safe yada blah 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 just fades away and you were just dancing and you're just awestruck and you're confused and you go to this primal state and the question is always is that better because it feels better but are you better for the world because i mean i'm sure you get kind of get into that as a performer when you're up on stage and you're just kind of like i just kind of blacked out Right. How was the performance? Oh, it was great. Or like a sports athlete. I think there's definitely a balance. Like getting that that kind of lowered inhibition so you can make a fool out of yourself but bring the party, but you're not that person that's like tearing off your clothes and like jumping on chandeliers and stuff. Like, cause you know, everybody likes a wild, crazy party, but if if that started happening, I don't think it would be... Like, everyone would just worry for safety at a certain point. But to to tap into that sort of no matter what happens, I'm cool. I'm or not not even, like, cool, but I'm, I'm okay, you know? If, okay. if I want to talk to this person about this thing, I can because what's the worst that's going to happen? If I don't want to talk to that person, whatever. You know, we're all people. We don't all need to talk to each other. But just to stop worrying and be able to observe the greatness around you. Right. Because if we're too busy nitpicking or overthinking certain things, it kind of puts us in that certain mood. I agree. But, yeah, so to to, to be able to take it down to that tribal level while still having some sort of conscious, like, drive of where you want to go. Right. Is the the golden mean, I guess, we're all looking for, man. I guess so. And I will say that it's a lot easier to grab back on to reality and sanity if you're not forcing yourself to let go of it. Like, if you can get into that loosey-goosey state of mind without assistance, Mm -hmm. all the more better to you. Because if, if you're like, I need to force myself via the power of 15 shots to let go of this, you really can't grab back on really well, quickly. And when you're, uh, amen. Yeah. But the if if for, God forbid, you're like, hey, and if I take a tap of acid or something, then I I'll just be too delighted with colors to think about anything. And you're still thinking about something, but now you can't necessarily be that cohesive or coherent because you're puddled. So it's like not only are you still aware and nervous, you're just kind of not able to handle reality as it is now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of taking the time to be okay 
with who you are and just genuinely meet those around you and foster those good connections. So if you do at some point want to get all wavy, baby, do you do, and you'll be comfortable with those around you. Exactly. Don't don't use the drugs as a mean to connect with people because that doesn't always work. Exactly. Connect with the people first. Do the drugs later. Exactly. All right. And that's that's that was my main takeaway. <laughs> well, I think we've we've learned something here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, these first two episodes of season two, a little like solo bolo, you know. Back just, to season one, you know. Yeah. Starts off, you and me, yeah, jinx and stuff. We're just doing it, and then got a whole other season, and then hopefully we start, you know, getting crazier and crazier with it. We've got some awesome guests lined up for season two, breaking out of the shell and stuff. So stay tuned. It's not just the the Woolums uh, Corner B podcast. No. No. Not anymore. Not moving anymore. On up. We're moving up in the world. To the east side. All right, Austin. All right, party on, party Kyle. Party on. I am going to party on. I'm going Sylvan Esso. Ooh, enjoy Yay. Sylvan Esso, my dude. All right. That was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, our intro and outro music is It's Time to Party by Andrew WK. And it is amazing. Um, I sure hope we can continue to use it. Thanks. Everyone, you can hit us up at kaatwolms.com, aatwolms.com. You can hit us at 424-242-3817, and just hit us up. Give us good reviews and stuff. Good night, everybody.